1: Greg Kelly, on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Uh, Wow. Rudy Giuliani, was on this show every day, Uh, in this room, very room, uh, from 3 to 4 o'clock. You know, right now he's waiting for a a jury to come out and say how much he owes Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. Now, this is, uh, people have misreported this. Uh, Rudy basically, for tactical reasons, decided to not contest the, um, the allegations, the, the libel allegations, because he thinks, I believe he has a better chance on appeal. So, you know, he's got, to, look, he's taking it from all sides and the man is completely innocent and I am, I am looking forward to the day when he was and he completely and totally restored. And if it doesn't happen in this life, it's going to happen in the next life, um, I just feel terrible for what he's going through, but I also know what a fighter he is. I also know how cheerful he is, that he's at the top of his game. Um, and as much as he did for this city, as many lives as he saved, as many black lives as he saved, the man is making, has made an even greater contribution over the last couple of years. Because if we did not have Rudy uncovering, and I'm not vouching for every single thing he said. I don't know everything, every single thing he said, but I know in America you have the right to say stuff and the work that he did in Ukraine and with Burisma finding out about Burisma and the corrupt arrangement with Hunter Biden and the president Poroshenko and the prosecutor Shokin and this guy and that guy, everybody tunes out because they can't keep track of the names so they just blow it off. Hey, just like Watergate, in a way, Watergate was very, very, very convoluted, right? I mean, it was just the most, uh <laughs> I mean, who's Eagle Crow? Does anybody know who Eagle Crow is? No. Um Does anybody know who uh, Al Baldwin is? No. But these were players in the Watergate thing, but since the fake news embraced it, and they just went bananas reporting and reporting and over-reporting and sidebar and just dominated the coverage for a year, a drumbeat, a drumbeat, a drumbeat. Our side, we never get a drumbeat going, in part because, well, we're all kind of independent. We're we're independent thinkers. We don't take our marching orders from anybody. We believe in freedom. The Democrats don't seem to believe in freedom. Hey, why do you think Andrew Cuomo is out there right now uh, pounding the drum on the liberal talking point, or actually the New York insurgent liberal talking point. We need more money from the federal government. We need more money from the federal government. We need more money from the federal government. How how original is that? How <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Wow. It goes on the good day in New York. We need more money from the federal government. These guys, the, he still thinks he has, like, the Democrat viability, like somehow he's going to get welcomed back into the fold post-Biden. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Rudy, where do we, hey, here's something else. He never, you know, if you listen to Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss and what they say they went through, and you gotta take their word for it, cause I look around, okay, they were made fun of on Facebook. Delete your account. They were made fun of on Twitter. Don't look at Twitter. If you don't wanna be made fun of or ridiculed on Twitter, don't go on Twitter. That's what it is. It's a place to go if you wanna have an argument. That's where, that's what social media essentially is. It's toxic, it's wrong, it's all kinds of things, but it's a free country. You don't have to have a social media profile. So she was getting, uh, what do they say, bullied on social media, like half of every eighth grade classroom in America. No big deal. And somebody played Doorbell Ditch. Remember Doorbell Ditch? Somebody somebody rang her doorbell and ran away. And she's poised to get tens of millions of dollars. Why? Because Rudy said something in a deposition, in a closed-door deposition. Nobody was there. They had to go and tell Ruby Freeman, uh, you're being criticized right now. Oh my God, Lord Almighty. Oh, I can't take it no more. Um, grow up. And everybody, they, they have been so exploited, but I think they're very willing, willing co conspiracy. Look, I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get sued. I, I think we have Rudy talking about this, right? This is earlier in the week, and um, he makes a few points about um, the lawyers representing Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss that I did not know. Uh, let's go with that. Uh, Rudy.
2: Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor
3: do Mr. you have any, 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 any right, future I'm going to discuss the case uh, right expert. now uh, because it seems to get the judge annoyed. <laughs> uh, so we'll discuss it most of it <laughs> in the courtroom. But I think it is fair what Ted raises. the the, the, the reality is,
0: this is what you want. and
3: I've never seen that many lawyers in a case, Rookie it far, it's probably the most expensive law firm in America. This is a multi-million dollars being spent. And it can't be ignored that the chief lawyer represented Burisma and is close to Hunter Biden. Gottlieb represented the crooked uh, company Burisma, which uh, is alleged to have paid $5 million to Hunter Biden $5 million to Joe Biden in a um, communication to a highly reliable FBI source and also um, numerous payments from Burisma that are documented clearly on the hard drive that amount to about $5 million. Uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's uh, Rudy sounds crazy. Rudy sounds... No, he doesn't. He's... Uh, He's talking about an FBI 1023 form. This stuff actually happened. This stuff, and he's the only one, the only one brave enough, the only one independent enough. What happened to all of the lawyers who were working with him for all those years, all the young Turks, all the guys in that office, the U.S. Attorney's Office? Where's, uh, where's Balboni? Where's Sparazza? Where's Smythe? Where are those guys? These guys who uh, basked in Rudy's glow and got big fat cat Wall Street Corporate law jobs based on their experience as U.S. attorneys, assistant U.S. attorneys. They know what's happening to Rudy is a crime, and they're nowhere to be found. They're hiding. Um, And you know what? If you don't like Rudy, fine, whatever. But this is wrong. This is, gosh, is the whole system like this? Is the whole damn system? I guess it is. Al Pacino was right. The whole system is out of order. There's some great lawyers out there, of course. There's um, there's Joe McBride. We talked to him yesterday. Great guy. We I know Michael Mukasey, the former attorney general. His son, Mark Mukasey. I think that might be it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that's it. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden is uh, a free man. You know, he shouldn't be because he was indicted last week, and, you know, they've Let him out on bail, right? He doesn't have to be in jail right now on a very serious indictment. But in that indictment, if you look it up, it warns him you better not commit any more crimes. And if you do, we can have you arrested. Well, he committed a crime this week on national television by blowing off that subpoena to appear before the House Oversight Committee. He just walked off. He just walked away. He demanded that it be done on his terms. It does not work that way. I had to be – I was subpoenaed once. I had to do a deposition – I wasn't able to say, I want to do it in front of all my friends and uh, uh, allies in the media, and I want to do it on television. No, I had to go to some law office, and I had to sit there for 10 hours as answering questions. And apparently, uh, uh, even if I wanted to invoke the Fifth Amendment, that wasn't an option. You can't do that during some of these depositions. It's another reason why he doesn't want to do any of this stuff. He'd be on the spot. I think, actually, he could invoke the Fifth Amendment, but you can't always... You can't always Not everybody is eligible for the Fifth Amendment. It depends upon um, your status and whatever. Whether it's a lawsuit, not a lawsuit, are you party to the lawsuit, or are you a relevant non-party to the lawsuit, all kinds of things kick in. I would have loved to have done that in front of my friends on television, but it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way, Hunter. But, boy, did he have that righteous indignation down, huh? It was so... uh, so strong, so strong. Hey, did you hear about the dancers who went to the White House? We talked about it yesterday, those crazy. Can you play that music from yesterday, those crazy dancers walking around? They are from something called the Dorrance Dance Troupe. And the Dorrance Dance Troupe, they're a bunch of, um, well, crazy liberal, uh more than liberal, like Antifa activists. Now, if you're wondering why they, why this oddball group of people got chosen to dance at the White House in something that is right out of Eidwise Shut. You can't tell me there isn't some sexual undertone, overtone. Something's going on here. I was very suspicious about that rabbit and that flower and the way they were moving, and it looked like they were uh, thinking of not only sex, a special kind of esoteric sex that I've never been exposed to. I don't think. So I go to their website, the Dorrance Tans- Dance Group. You think it's about dancing? No, it's about anti-racism. It's all about anti-racism and all the things that they want to do. Let's see here. They want to, uh, urgent action is needed, they say. Uh Tyree Nichols, you got to sign up for that. Let's see, where's the stuff about eradicating, eradicating, Jails. Now, they might be cleaning up their website a little bit. Take action. Ah, here we go. Take action for social justice. Get involved. Prison abolition. What is prison abolition? How do I become a police abolitionist? Oh, thank you so much. Let's see here. Uh, ooh, a, a roadmap to protesting. What about how to tap dance? What about dance lessons for kids? It's all this crazy, crazy stuff. Sandra Bland. What did she do again? Say her name, Sandra Bland. That's the woman who got pulled over, didn't want to get out of the car, inspired others to just uh, to mimic her and then get out of the car and rush at cops and not obey cops and run away and punch cops and try to take away their gun. This stuff is leading to the death of more black lives. What a radical, weird group. What a radical, weird um, performance that was. Was it any good? Was it any good? Do you know anything about tap dancing? I can't tell. Let's hear it. Sounds like pretty much standard tap dancing, doesn't it? Oh. Let <laughs> me. That doesn't actually sound. They got to kick it up a couple of notches, right? It's weak. It's weak. They were chosen because they're radical and weird. Just like all of America these days. Back to that lady in Boston, uh Mayor Wu, who's married to a white guy. She's Asian, married to a white guy, but he can't come to the holiday party because only black uh, L, uh, what is it, black, Asian, Hispanic, Latinx people can come. Only people of color can come to the holiday party, which sounds outrageous, which sounds stupid, which sounds like it's never going to happen anywhere else. And this woman is being canceled, or this woman is going to be impeached or censured. No, she's not. She's just a little bit ahead of her time. Just a little bit ahead of her time. Hmm? I mean, when they said that, uh I mean, what was... I don't have a problem with gay marriage. I don't have a problem with gay people. I guess you could say I have a problem with the trans um, agenda. I have a problem with the LGBTQ agenda, which is nothing about freedom. It's all about cramming sexuality down the throats of children and parents and making us bow to some crazy altar, an altar of who knows what. It's disgusting. I mean what is it disgusting? I think it's disgusting to have drag queens hanging around public schools reading to kids. But you see how it evolved, right? Something was so reasonable, so okay, yeah, who could be against that? But they're they keep going and going and pushing and pushing. And now you have the LGBT queer flag inside the church, inside the church and outside the church. All are welcome, especially LGBT queer. That's actually anti-religion. You talk anti-racist, that's anti-religion. You know, sooner or later, we're going to have to brush off the Old Testament and the New Testament and take a look at what it actually says. And it does say something about sexuality and behaviors. But we're just, uh, that's going to possibly offend somebody or it's possibly going to, there's stuff in there that I want to do that I can't do anymore. Everybody, is there a problem with having any kind of rules? You know, again, to Vivek Ramaswamy, I haven't heard anybody stand up. He actually recited the Ten Commandments. He actually said them out loud. He actually said, you know what, premarital sex isn't actually a, the thing you think it is. It's not that, it's, <laughs> it can be very harmful. Adultery can be very harmful. It was just fascinating to hear somebody say it out loud. Instead of just saying, oh, we need to put the Ten Commandments up in a school room and then we have a fight about that for 10 years, right? I like that, Vivek. People tell me they don't like him, though. Oh, he's smarmy. Oh, he's phony. I like him. And I think you're going to like what I play
0: when I come back. Be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? Bruno, he's your numero uno.
1: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: MacArthur High School students, you are the future leaders. And knowing the meaningful words of our Constitution's preamble will empower you in the the next chapters of your life.
1: Melania. It is
3: my privilege to share this great nation, America, with you.
1: Melania Trump speaking today at uh, the National Archives as they welcomed a bunch of new citizens, brand new citizens taking the oath. Is that what it was? A citizenship uh, ceremony. Very beautiful. Um, People are a little puzzled that they were so courteous for a change with somebody by the name of Trump the National Archives is a government institution, right? It's run by the federal government. The National Archives, part of the deep state, uh out to get Trump. One of the cases, one of the four, five, six cases against Trump, you know, that whole phony thing with the documents. How dare a president of the United States have secret documents in his possession? It is a ludicrous case. It is so, uh it infuriates me. And what really gets me... Are all the people who say that this is the most serious, who have absolutely no experience with confidential, classified material? I've got tons of it, by the way. When I was in the military, I handled secret. I even handled top secret. I even ha- I confidential. I handled all that kind of stuff. There are about 5 million people with classified uh, access, access to classified information. It sounds interesting. It sounds, ooh, wow. It sounds like out of a movie. It's not It's bureaucratic. It's paperwork. This stuff is all over the place. Over classification. Too many things have been classified. And unlike anyone else in the entire federal government, Donald Trump had sole authority to declassify something like that. The president could do it. If the president said so, he could do it. And everybody forgets that when he went back to Mar-a-Lago on January 20th of 2021... He was still the president. He became an ex-president of the United States, not in Washington, but in Mar-a-Lago. And when he was in Mar-a-Lago, he had all that stuff with him. Now, oh, the archives asked for it back. Who the hell cares? The archives is just another organization. There's nothing sacred about any of this stuff. And that goes Liz Cheney. you got to watch for Liz Cheney. What a snake in the grass she is. I've read her book. I'm just, I finished it actually last night, Oath and Honor or Honor and Oath by Liz Cheney. And she puts a glamour picture of herself on the front cover. Um, Liz Cheney, I think is prepping the world. Forgive me. It's been mentioned before. I don't want it to happen, but I think she just wants to have the president shot. That's what I think is going on here. That's what she is calling for. Albeit obliquely, I'll get back to it. Oh, Bill O'Reilly's coming up. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, so Bill O'Reilly totally changed the game when it comes to cable news. You know, uh there'd be no Tucker Carlson if it wasn't for Bill O'Reilly. There'd be no Rachel Maddow. There'd be no Keith Olbermann. There might not even be a Greg Kelly if it wasn't for what bill o'reilly uh in many ways pioneered and perfected uh and changed uh america and uh you know all about his cable show billoreilly.com he's still out there every night you can also of course read his books he is the best-selling author in the history of books i think at least in the non-fiction category uh his latest uh, the killing the witches the horror of salem massachusetts and uh my dad actually listened to it, Bill. He loved it. Totally loved it. Welcome back. How are you? Good, Kelly.
2: How you doing? Getting ready for Christmas out here on Long Island. I bet you're doing the same thing.
1: Kinda. You know, I don't really have the Christmas spirit right now. It just it for one, it's warm. Number 2, I don't know, busy. I feel a little bit uh you know, the secularization of everything. I feel uh well, I'm um,
2: going to I'm going to help you here. Please. All right. I'm going to help Greg Kelly. I want all WABC uh, listeners to note in the spirit of Christmas how charitable I'm going to be. So, number one, your father gave him uh, my best. I saw him a few weeks ago at an event. Um, real hero and patriot, um, Ray Kelly. And everybody should know that. I mean, the guy did, uh, you know, with the Marines and then coming in New York City and, Uh, That is the hardest job you could possibly want, the uh, commissioner of the police. And um, so what I want you to do, Kelly, is I want you to get out of yourself and go into other people. So your dad and your mother, I know them both. I mean, they're getting up there. You want to make their Christmas as nice as you can make it, and then your siblings, um, and then your wife. And then, you know, you just go down the list, and then you'll start to get into the spirit. You just get out of the Hunter Biden zone. You get out of the Mayor Adams zone. It's hard to get out. I know. It's like Michael Corleone. Once I thought it was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> but for the next 10 days, I think that uh, everybody's best served, concentrating on their families and other people.
1: All right. Well, i got to work tonight and uh, all next week. But I know what you mean, and I think you can do the same thing. Um, you can do two things at the same time. And uh, Right. Wow. All right. So Killing the Witches. um, Boy, it is, uh, it's is—it's a doozy, and we're doing the same thing right now. There's still a witch hunt in America. What do you want people to know about this book? Well,
2: that's where I wrote the book. So uh, in 1692, you had 12-year-old girls running around pointing at adults saying, uh, um, that person uh, wanted me to sign the devil's book, and two weeks later they had a noose around their neck, swinging from a tree. No due process, all accusations for convictions, The only way you could uh, save yourself was to confess. So that was it. So the girls pointed at you. You were immediately guilty. But if you did confess to being a witch, they wouldn't kill you. So that was incredible. A lot of people don't know how bad it was. And then we put you on the Mayflower and uh, the voyage over to America. Our country was founded on horror, and that is the truth. And, of course, we've evolved into, uh, I think, the most noble nation on Earth. But today we have a struggle. We have a civil war between the progressive left and the traditional right. And the progressive left has used this cancel culture, these accusations. Again, they've weaponized them and they've used them against everybody from the president of the United States to Donald Trump on down. And not only that, but normal, regular people. In communities, been destroyed because of accusations that turned out not to be true, and the media plays into this. The media loves this; they can't get enough of it. All right, so you got an accusation against a powerful or famous person. New York Post can put that on page one, all day long, every day, and if it turns out not to be true, you might get it on page 35. Kelly, you know the game, and you've seen the game, and you've lived the game. So have I, and it's got to stop. So that's why I wrote *Killing the Witches*. The beginning, you're going to be horrified. And now, 2013, we're back there. 2023, I can't even keep my date straight. 2023, we're back where we were in 1692.
1: You know, one weird footnote to, you know, I was accused once and it was a two week thing. Did you know when I was exonerated, it was actually front page news. I got to give the fake news that they put the the headline a
2: different time.
1: It was that it was, was like a different time it was twenty twelve and tell us it's only right. eleven years ago how why is that how is it so different?
2: because the rule you start with the rise of the progressive movement, so eleven years ago the progressive movement was there but had not achieved the power it has now so if you really want to understand a progressive movement and this extends into israel anti-Semitism, Uh, Biden administration, open border. It goes everywhere. The tentacles are everywhere. If you want to understand, you read a book called Rules for Radicals, Saul Alinsky. Okay? He's dead, thank God. I hate to be that way, but he did so much damage to this country, this Alinsky guy. And the Rules for Radicals are very simple. Destroy your opponent. Destroy them. And Hillary Clinton wrote a paper at Wellesley College about that. And that paper has never been made public. Wellesley College still will not release it, interestingly enough. So when you went through your ordeal, there was some kind of balance in this country about journalism and this and that. That's evaporated. Now, you know that. There are no standards of journalism. None.
1: It's a little bit and, different and, now, though, don't you think? I mean, every, all day long, people through digital, I call it digital osmosis, they have an idea what is going on They, the, from their phone, from whatnot, you know what I mean? Because it's it pervades everything. You don't have to buy a newspaper to know what's going on. It just passively people find out. And then at night they want to know, OK, I know what's going on. I want to know what people think about what's going on. And that's why opinion TV has kind of exploded, although it's kind of dying at the same time. Um, but. I think people are better informed than before. You you don't buy it?
2: They're better informed on a casual basis, but not in reality. So when I started the O'Reilly Factor in 1996, I designed that program at Harvard. I was at the Kennedy School, where your father attended as well. And I knew that the technology was coming so that major corporations like Fox and like Paramount and like NBC were going to have round the clock news on television. And I knew that you just couldn't do what 1010 Wins does, headlines. Get, you were going to have to get into opinion. And why not? The newspapers have had opinion way back until the George Washington era on the op-ed page in the editorials. So that's what I did. And I designed the thing, and as you pointed out, it went crazy, and and people wanted to know what various people thought about various things. The problem with the Internet age, the social media, is you get a very shallow take on what is happening. You get only the point of view that the Internet site wants you to have, and therefore, it's very difficult to get any nuance or any historical truth at all yeah. about very, very important about very important subjects, which is why these idiot kids at Harvard and Penn and Columbia and Cornell run out to the streets screaming about river to sea. They know nothing, Kelly. You could have them on your program. I can have them on my programs. And I could say, hey, how did the state of Israel, how, how was it formed? They, you think they're going to know?
1: You know, you talk about superficial, and uh, here's something. I actually am reading Liz Cheney's book. I just finished it, right? It was dominated. She was on all the shows. Right. Uh, you would think a lot of – I'm quoted in the book. I didn't know that until I read my name in the book. Carrie Lake has an entire chapter – uh, about her. She did not know it until I told her. It's like people aren't reading. They aren't going deep. They're floating at the surface. And uh, that's why people should read your books and go to BillOReilly.com. Well, how, thank you. How is uh Donald Trump doing? And actually, when I think of the witches, I guess the witches did not, the alleged witches did not have defense lawyers. And that's part of the problem right now because the legal community has been scared, uh scared off of Trump you know, I mean, yeah. you, you, you sure, start there's a
2: stigma. Anybody, anybody associated with Donald Trump is a stigma. L- let me just make one comment about Liz Cheney. And, and, and this goes right into what we were talking about. So why is Liz Cheney attacking Trump? Why, why is she making a career? She lost her house seat in Wyoming, got slaughtered out there because that's a red state. And they didn't want to hear what she had to say. But why is she doing it? What what is it about Trump?
1: I have a fear. That...
2: Can I give you my theory? It, I'll give you the fact. You don't need to be. Well, go I'm going to
1: run a hypothesis go by ahead. you because it's so personal with her. Um, it's Donald Trump coming out against the Iraq war, of which her father was the, the main architect. And that's why
2: All right. Cool. You, you nailed it. So Trump didn't just come out against the Iraq war. He savaged Bush, Bush and Cheney in a personal way which he does.
1: Can I ask That's you what? though, like for instance, maybe it's maybe it's a uh, maybe it's uh, a tone or whatever. I I characterize that as a theory. That's a theory I have. You characterize it as a fact. Maybe it's you would. how do you know?
2: Because if you read Liz Cheney's um opinions about Donald Trump, they're hysterical. They're not based on what he did in office. And he did and Liz Cheney would have to admit this if she's an honest person i don't know if she is or not, but he was effective in four years in policy, and almost ninety percent of the policies that Trump espoused Liz Cheney espouses There's no difference in policy between the two people, so the only bone of contention is that she's protecting her father all right that she got uh furious about these personal attacks and I've seen that. And you so of you over our entire lives. You attack a family member or somebody, and that overrides everything. And that's what Liz Cheney is doing. And the liberals embrace that, which is why she's on every television program every second. All right. If she were saying good things about Trump, do you think Liz Cheney would be on any of those programs? Right.
1: No. Totally. And so Donald Trump did a he. He forever uh made an enemy out of the liberals because he beat uh uh Hillary Clinton and now he antagonizes uh the deep state because of the Iraq war. It really is uh, something.
2: Well, it was more than that though. I mean he attacked the Bush family, attacked Jeb Bush. Uh the establishment Republican structure hates Donald Trump. They hate him. Um and those are the old guard Republicans. And because he went in and did that. And, you know, and I've had conversations with him about that. I said, look, you can make your points without tearing these people apart personally. But, you know, uh, he's not going to listen to me.
1: Well, I think that these cases against him are a total uh, sham. And he is, um, I mean, and Jack Smith. Here's the problem. I think that there are a handful of lawyers who think that. Fox News doesn't really think that. I am surprised. the only people Donald Trump has are the people the, establishment, the MAGA people the MAGA right. people and you know quite frankly we don't run the country and Jack well, Smith what Jack Smith is doing is corrupt and it's amazing that he can get away with it uh although I agree
2: I agree with you um probably 80% of it I think Trump made a mistake uh with the Mar-a-Lago document stuff when the archives asked for it he should have given them a quick counting and not Uh, delayed it for any way, shape, or form. That was a mistake that he made. The New York City real estate stuff obviously is bogus. You and I know this never would have been prosecuted. Any other human being, they never would have gone after anybody like this. It happens all the time. There's no victim. The banks are fine with it. This is crazy. George is another trumped-up thing, pardon the pun. This woman is trying to make a national name for herself by going after him, saying that he had some kind of electoral Influence in Georgia, it's absurd. Trump's entitled to his opinion. His opinion is the election was rigged. That's what they're prosecuting Trump for across every boundary. His opinion, they're prosecuting his opinion. I think the Supreme Court will throw it out. I think they know that. So ultimately, Trump will probably prevail here, except for the Mar-a-Lago stuff, because he didn't hand it over the way he should have. But Biden got away with it, too. The difference is that Biden handed it over as soon as they asked. It's a complicated thing. But anyway, you're you're correct, essentially correct that this whole federal government is corrupt now. So are they going to are they going to indict Hunter Biden for not uh, showing up for the subpoena like they did Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro? They almost have to. It's
1: exactly the same thing. It is right? amazing. Yeah, I know. And those guys, they spent their six hours in jail and they want to put him in prison for four months. So. Hey Bill, the book uh, "Killing the Witches: The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts." Uh, what's you got a lead on your next uh, your next project?
2: Yeah, we're going to do a book uh, called "Confronting the Presidents: No Spin Assessments from George Washington to Joe Biden. Every single president, whether that man hurt or helped the country, be out early September and the run up to our vote next November.
1: What's your bottom line on Gerald Ford?
2: Ford was a decent man, not a good leader, but accomplished more than people know, and he lost re-election because he pardoned Richard Nixon.
1: Which was the right thing to do, and that that speech he gave was something else. Well, Bill O'Reilly, it's always a privilege to talk to you. Uh, Many thanks. You've changed changed the world. You're changing the world, I think, for the better. Killing the Witches, available wherever books are sold. Hey, who read the book for you? you? Did you hire an actor?
2: uh i did i can't give you his name I, you know i'm so busy i'm not even involved with that anymore i did it in the beginning but i'm so busy now with wabc and our national and international broadcast that i don't have time to do it but i want to say something to the, your audience i've known kelly a long time um and he's an honorable man and i hope all the kelly's have a uh a blessed Christmas and a, and a really good time.
1: Oh, all right, you're the best, Bill. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas Thanks for to you, having me on, Greg, Appreciate take care it. now. Take care. Blessings to everybody. Hey, I'm an honorable man. Um, I try to be. I try to be. Uh, all right, we'll be right back. Thank you, Bill. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, my parents, uh, we had a beautiful celebration last night. Their 60th wedding anniversary. Raymond and Veronica Kelly married 60 years ago yesterday in Brooklyn. And uh, we had a wonderful celebration. Uh, family, friends, uh, very nice uh, restaurant. And uh, what was the thing? Oh, I know. I ate way too much dessert. The person next to me um, didn't like dessert. And it was one of those things where they kept bringing, I don't know, they just kept bringing us stuff. And so I was eating bi- half of what was on her plate. And (laughs) I think I'm a little bit, uh, hung over, even though I don't drink, I think all that sugar, I do feel a little bit weird. Sorry about that. Everybody. Uh, all right, we'll put him on a little bit earlier than we uh, sometimes do. He's always moaning about how I handle him. Uh, Adam. Hello. Good afternoon, Mr. Kelly. Um,
2: I like that guy you had on bill. You know, I like him now. Uh, he actually said something that, you know, that Trump made a mistake, you know, and I, I didn't believe he would say that, Bill Bill O'Reilly. But thank you, sir, Bill O'Reilly. I disagree
1: um, with uh, Bill on that, uh, but I, I do, actually. Uh, Nash, I mean, mis- actually, no, he said it was a mistake. He didn't say it was a crime. It's one thing to make a mistake. It's a paperwork thing. You can argue it, but it, it certainly wasn't a crime. But keep going.
3: Uh, argue it in court, Trump. Okay, argue
1: that in the court. It <laughs> 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 really, it really, uh, you really can't stand the guy, but you love Biden. You love Biden, and you're happy about your binomics. You're the only one in the country like, or no? I'm sorry, you're 77 uh, of the country doesn't like him, but you do. All right. Anyway, what else? Well, What's on your mind? What's your big thing today?
0: Well, um, I'm I'm figuring Black Lives Matter is really kicking in on Rudy right now down there in Georgia, sir.
1: Black you know, li- black li- what does Black Lives Matter have to do with it? Well, Shay Moss and Ruby Freeman. So, I mean, wait, 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 wait. What, what what, do they have to do with Black Lives Matter?
0: Well, they, they, Judy, you, you slammed it uh, all. What, what, what,
1: what do they have to do with Black what they, what, what, do Ruby, what, What do Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss have to do with Black Lives Matter? They're Georgia election officials, I'm told. What does that have to do right. with Black Lives Matter?
3: They're black people. Oh, and they I see.
1: You matter. see, everybody, everybody who's black has allegiance to the Black Lives Matter movement? That's no, not true. That I is not matter, true.
3: So you can't just slander them, sir. Oh, is that but why? What he he
1: just, that's, I get it, I get it. Rudy Giuliani didn't criticize anybody in 2020. He only criticized two women, and he picked them out because they were black. Gotcha. Oh, he, gotcha. He, you he know what Rudy Giuliani out. did? He saved black lives. He saved countless black lives. And what he was able to do with 5,000 cops that were arranged for him, and uh, (laughs) he saved so many lives. He changed the world. And he showed, in conjunction with some other tactics and techniques and strategies that were developed Ray Kelly and even David Dinkins, that you could fight crime and win. Until uh, your liberal friend showed up and said, oh, it's all racist. Oh, it's all racist. And um, anyway, Rudy... Should rest easy tonight, no matter what the hell happens at that, in that bogus kangaroo court. He's on the right side of history. He has saved millions and millions and millions of lives. Let's see. Time man of the year. Leadership when America needed it and George W. Bush couldn't provide it. Now, he's, Ruby and Shay don't like him. Who cares? Go Rudy!